So Vince, let's uh, move to the final piece of our discussion. And really, so whenever I'm talking to particularly professionals that are starting out in risk or early in their profession, what resources, Vince, do you rely on? You talked about one of them, which is TPRA. What resources do you rely on to be a better leader? Well, I mean, as the, uh, as the song goes, I get by with a little help from my friends, <laughs> industry partners, peers, and as you noted, groups like TPRA and now Risk Board, you know, they've really been invaluable in my development as a risk professional. I alluded to this earlier in our talk, but there are disciplines of risk management you can absolutely learn at school. You can go to school, you can get textbooks on how to be an auditor. There is a very defined body of knowledge, for instance, from ISACA on how to be a technology auditor. There really isn't a lot of very cutting edge, leading edge type of information on third-party risk management out there. And learning from those who have done has been the number one way that I have developed. Um, you know, I think about people in the industry, you know, if you look on LinkedIn, there are a number of different folks in the industry who have blogs, who publish articles, you know, a tool, your LinkedIn, you're always kind of putting out very timely information on there that uh, I've benefited from. But um, I, I probably would not be able to keep my skill set honed and relevant in these extremely, uh, I would say, volatile times from a from a perspective of the risk landscape. I mean, obviously, people are want to say, you know, uncertain times, which I don't even know what that means anymore. It's like there are no more certain times ever. <laughs> but, you know, when you think about how quickly the threat and risk landscape, the regulatory landscape has been changing, no one person is going to be able to stay on top of all this. Yeah. So that's my plug for the third party risk association. I'm doing it right at the end. If yeah, you no. are a risk leader, you should definitely join because it's the number one community now, I think, in terms of active engagement, where people who are doing what I do, what hopefully y'all listening do, that's where we congregate. That's yeah. where the body of knowledge is being created now. And by being part of that, I mean, you're at the forefront of the industry. You're hearing these new ideas as they come up. I would rewrite that song just a little bit, Vince, which is get by with a little help from my network. <laughs> you know what? You're you're not wrong. People are, you know, my mother, you know, in the late 80s, you know, talking about the importance of her network and of building a network. I I don't think that, I mean, this is something that Isaka really harps on. I, I don't think that you can be a successful risk leader if you are not an effective networker. There are just too many. I would say too many opposing thoughts within an enterprise to risk management in order to really gain buy-in, to be successful with risk management initiatives, you have to be able to network. You have to be able to establish commonality with folks. Um, there's a guy on LinkedIn, I believe his name is Robert Wood, who is the CISO for, um, I believe, the Centers for Medicaid Services. Robert, if you listen to this and I misquoted you there, sorry. But uh, <laughs> he has a podcast called The Soft Side of Cyber. And I think it's awesome. It really does focus on that intersectionality between um, 
soft skills like negotiation and coalition building and effective communication and more technical skills. I've, I've seen a tool, many risk management leaders who have come from technical backgrounds or technical disciplines. And while they understand the technical aspects of the business and the procedural aspects, yeah. they couldn't soft skill their way out of a wet paper bag. You know, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't sell, you know, ice to an Eskimo or whatever you want to say. Um, I, and I, I've seen those people struggle because, you know, they approach risk management like a quantitative discipline where if risk vector X is above a certain level, you know, this is what we do. And that's obviously a sound approach and one that I execute on, but it's unlikely to be successful in most enterprises unless you can wield the hammer of this is a regulation or a law. And that's not often the case. Sometimes it's a best practice. It's understanding risk at, at, at its, at a, you know at a, at a very holistic level and it's being able to see down the road and see you know this event here is presaging this potential impact as I know you and I have talked about before um you could have seen the solar winds thing if you were reading the tea leaves correctly yeah. um you know yeah. imagine being able to do that multiple times a year that's how companies stay protected from risk yeah so we'll end this session, Vince, by singing along together. We get by with a little help from our... Just a little help from our network. That's right. Vince, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I know the audience will. I really admire you for not only giving back to the industry, but this open mind that you have about constantly learning, constantly being better. And I know, I'm sure, your team is also lucky to have your leadership like we are at the TPRA. Thank you, Vince. No, thank you, Atul. It's been a pleasure being on. And again, I'll close by uh, also reciprocating that thank you. Um, the products like Supply Wisdom and, you know, they've really changed the game. Um, having full spectrum risk intelligence available in a way that is quantified in domains that align to our own risk model, we're really it's really pushing our ability forward to help inform the business and to make timely decisions. I mean, we used to have to, like I said earlier, rely on Google alerts and, you know, have people just scrubbing the net for information about our suppliers and supply wisdom has really upped our game and the ability to, to do more with less and to be more timely in our execution. So thank you, Atul. Thank you for what you do for our industry. I appreciate your support. Oh, thank you, Vince. And, you know, Vince, I think for the industry, clients like you, teams like yours really help, you know, innovative players like us actually get better. So just this is an advice to all. If you have understood the gist of this discussion, you can see how executives like Vince grow, somebody like me grows because we learn from our network. We're constantly thinking, we're constantly sharing, we're constantly asking. And even with our service providers, while we expect a lot from them, we're also helping them be better. So again, hopefully that's a good advice for all of us. And again, Vince, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you, if not before, definitely at the TPRA event in Nashville in April. Absolutely. Thirdpartyriskroundup.org. If you haven't signed up, be there or be square. We'd love to have you. That doesn't go for a tool. A tool is definitely going to be there. But anybody listening, <laughs> if it's interesting to you, we welcome you.
Thanks, friends. Thank you, Atul.